Welcome to Creekside Chats with successful multifamily real estate investors. Dr. Allen chats with successful investors exploring their journey from setback to triumph. Through this window, we glimpse the truths that inspire our guests to invest abundantly and flourish in all areas of life. And now your host, Dr. Allen. Welcome to Creekside Chats with successful multifamily real estate investors, where we delve deep into the lives of our successful guests to learn the secrets of thriving to flourish abundantly in all areas of life. I'm your host, Dr. Allen. Today's guest, through his love of all things San Francisco, this hyper-local native is intimately connected and offers a comprehensive and in-depth perspective into the current trends within the region's dynamic communities. He specializes in acquisition, marketing, and leasing of residential condominium, single-family, and investment properties. He is recognized as the number one leasing agent in San Francisco. Welcome, David Chesnowski. David, welcome uh, to the show. I'm pleased that you have come on the show today. Looking forward to getting to know you. Let's start with, uh, let's just take a look uh, back at a childhood memory that as you look back on that memory, uh, you can look at it and you can see that that was in some way, shape or form a transformative experience for you. Probably at the time you didn't think of it that way, but as you look back on it, you can see that, yeah, that helped form who I am today. Yeah, so, um, well, let's see. Being that I, I live in San Francisco and I'm in, uh, in real estate, um, from, a, from a, a really um, early age, you know, I was, um, I was always aware of what my dad did for work and he was in construction, he was a plasterer. So, you know, I saw the, uh, the, the amount of time he spent at work and working on the weekends. And then, you know, I could be, I could remember being seven or eight years old and him taking me and my brother to work with him on the weekends. Um, you know, he would, he worked for a big, he was a foreman um, of a big uh, plastering company. So they'd work, um, you know, a lot of I'd say larger commercial jobs during the week, but on the weekends and after work, he'd had little side jobs that he worked mm -hmm. on people's homes where I grew up on the, the peninsula, San Francisco Bay area on the peninsula, um, in a town about 20 minutes South of San Francisco. And so, uh, but you know, he worked really, um, uh, all over, all over the Bay area, but mainly in the peninsula and then in San Francisco. So yeah. So on the weekends, just going out and, and, and working with him and, and seeing, uh, you know, uh, I guess learning the value of a dollar, uh, mm -hmm. and, and seeing really how um, it was it's physical work and, and seeing, you know, kind of how, how, um, how hard he worked really once I got uh, a little older and I'm working office jobs, you know, uh, and, and, uh, and not having to carry these big heavy bags of plaster and buckets of plaster and cleaning and everything. I got a lot of respect for people that are in the trades. So I think seeing that as an early age has really helped me with my work ethic and, you know, with what I do now. So. Mm -hmm. And I, I see something uh, else in that just from our, our uh, conversation before we started the interview here. Uh, I think it also helped you to develop a sense of uh, compassion and understanding for other people's perspectives. Um, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it was, a, we, we, you know, I, I'm very 
proud to say that I, I you know, I, I grew up in the Bay Area and, and close to and spent a lot of time in San Francisco as a kid because my dad grew up in the city. My mom grew up on the peninsula. But when we were kids, um, when I was younger, we used to come to San Francisco all the time. And um, just I, I love the diversity of, of the San Francisco Bay Area, people from all over the world and different cultures. And we I learned at an early age to, yeah, that, that it doesn't, you, 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 you want to, um, you, you respect the person. It doesn't matter where they're from. It doesn't matter their religion. It doesn't matter their color, their skin. It's, it's the person. And I was able to grow up with and be surrounded by people from different parts of the world. Like I said, in different backgrounds and, you know, in different religions and, and, uh, and to, like I said, respect uh, people for who they are. Um, so yeah, I'm, it's, I'm grateful for that. And then that my parents taught my brother and I that. So. As you, um, as you think about your life, um, Robert Frost wrote the poem, uh, Two Roads Diverge in the Wood and I. I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Uh, think of a fork in the road that you have come to uh, that has made all the difference in your life. Yeah, so um, let's see. Well, I... I started in, I, I've been in, in, um, I started my career in sales in, not in real estate. And I, uh, in 2003, I made a decision to change careers and to get into real estate. And I got a phone. I was, I've always lived in, in, uh, the, the Bay area or in San Francisco. I moved to San Francisco in about 96. And then, um, in 2001, I took a job in Denver, Colorado, not in a sales job in Denver, Colorado, not in real estate. So in about 2003, uh, I really wanted to move back to San Francisco. And I got a phone call from a friend who said um, that his uh, family had just bought a corporate housing building. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a furnished apartment building, and they needed a general manager. And they thought that I'd be perfect for the job. And, you know, I don't, not have and it, it basically was running the 61 unit corporate housing building or furnished apartment building so running you know doing leasing accounting managing the maids the maintenance just doing everything and uh they thought it'd be great for the job and you know I, i've never and I, I told them i said i've never done anything like it but i'll give it a shot so i moved back to san francisco and i moved into the building and i had an office in the building and i had an apartment in the building and um I, I still remember the first apartment that I rented. Uh, it was a couple that were moving from London and uh, they had just moved in and they came down to, the, to my office, which was right next to the lobby. And um, they're like, you know, we just, we're, we're, we're relocating here and we're, we're staying here for, you know, a couple months, but we're brand new. Obviously we've never been to San Francisco and uh, what do we do? And uh, so I took them out in front of the building and I said, oh, you've got you to go. It was in Knob Hill beautiful building on the corner, right by Grace Cathedral Church, close to the Fairmont Hotel, the Mark Hopkins, the Huntington, really just a, just a classic historical area of San Francisco. And I said, you got to go to these hotels and you got to go to the top of the mark and you got to go to this restaurant, this bar. And I just remember the, it was a husband and wife and the wife just had this huge smile on her face. 
And both of them were like, oh, thank you so much. God, this is that was so great. We, so, we appreciate it. And they were so happy with, with me just helping them um, with this information that at that point I knew that I was in the right job and the right career and I'd taken the right path because I've always felt that real estate is a service-based business. You know, you, it's not, uh, of course, there's selling involved, but it's really you, you're being a service to your clients and ha having that, that, that fiduciary duty to, to take care of your clients, you know, whether it's uh, sales or leasing or property management or, or whatever. So, yeah, I really felt that that kind of shift for me um, was, was, was great. And that was in 2003. And I've been in, like I said, leasing and property mm -hmm. management and sales in San Francisco, mainly focusing on multifamily since then. And it's been great. That's interesting how... Um how the lights just suddenly went on in a profession that you hadn't even been really con, uh, considering going into. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that uh, there was there was some carry over there. I'm sure from sales to uh, to uh, leasing and what have you. So it wasn't like none of your skills uh, came over in conjunction with that. Uh, but a light went on. Um, and it was an exciting uh, time uh, in your life, and you knew uh, instantaneously that's where uh, you wanted to be and what it was you, uh, you were meant to do. Talk to us a little bit about, uh, well, that was, what did you say, 2003-ish and, and that period of time, so it's been like, what, 18, 17, 18 years uh, yep. since that time. Tell us about uh, how this uh, career has integrated into uh, your life and uh, how does it bring you meaning and fulfillment? Yeah, so, so that was, yeah, that was a, back at the end of 2003, early 2004. And I knew, you know, I, uh, once again, taking a, a step back, I, I also, th there's definitely some things that, that helped me, you know, working on these older homes or older apartment buildings with my dad because I did work with them all the way through college too, you know, so I got my start when I was really young, but then as I got older and a little bit bigger and I was able to do more. So just being around those, these older, you know, classic historic, you know, uh, buildings and homes, which I loved doing. Um, so I had an appreciation for that. And then definitely the sales uh, help. But then as I got in, you know, like I said, um, the, the, as I got into mainly leasing and property management, and the service aspect and the, as the, the, the helping people aspect, because there's been, you know, obviously uh, so many new people that move into San Francisco. So you have a lot of people that are not familiar with the areas and they're, and they're also not familiar with the, the price points of the different areas. So there's been a lot of times where people will email or call and they'll say, I, I'm looking to move to this area and I have this, I, here's my, my budget or my price point and being able to, to help them. So as opposed to saying, because, you know, I, and, and I've, I've seen it done before as, and I've always, I've done this myself and I've told anyone that's worked with me because I, I had, um, you know, I, I've, I've worked with, with some of the largest landlords in San Francisco and I've run their leasing teams. So I've had agents and, and staff that have worked with me and I've always said, you know, if someone calls and we don't have something that's a fit for them or within their budget, let's offer something to them that will help them. You know, so, and, and it obviously it, it doesn't need to be 
If, if we don't have anything, let's suggest something that will help them. So I've had people call in and, and they have a certain price point they need to, to, to get to and we don't have anything, but I'll say, you know what? Look in this area, look maybe in this city, look, uh, look at this, you know, uh, call this person, call this website. And, you know, as opposed to just, no, sorry, we can't help you and, and, and hanging up the phone or not responding to me or just a quick email back, but helping. Go. And I think that that's, that's, that's really how, um, that, that's been, been um, something that's been really fulfilling for me to hear people respond with, wow, you're like, you're the only person that's done that. Or you're the only person that responds to me, or you're the only person that picks up the phone, or you're the, you know, it's like, it's so hard already. So like to just to be able to say, look, have you thought about maybe this area right here? Like they've got some good deals they've got in this price point. It's easy to get to downtown from there. It takes a few minutes, but to just try and continue to help somebody, even if it's something that's not going to benefit me or people that work with me or the company with, with it's, it's, it's something that, you know, we, I've always thought should be done. And I think it's helped with my career and, and, and my, and the company I'm with, it's kind of, you know, I, I, like I said, I think the right thing to do. And, and I think it's, it's, it's good karma too. You know, it's, it's always, it's always something that's helped um, me along the way. And so I like, I have always had that mentality. Viewers and listeners who are just tuning in, my guest today is uh, David uh, Chesnowski. Uh, he is a uh, property manager in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, amongst other things. Uh, he's sharing with us today uh, aspects of his life. Uh, and this, uh, you've talked about uh, some amazing uh, moments in your life. Uh, transformative experiences from childhood and uh, a fork in the road uh, that unexpectedly gave you uh, fulfillment in life. And it's nice to talk about all of those positive things, but all successful people know uh, that if we're going to be successful, we have to deal with disappointment and uh, setbacks. So talk to us about a major disappointment and setback in your life uh, that uh, that as you look back on it, it was a learning experience, which I think most setbacks and disappointments are learning experiences, not that we necessarily enjoy them, but we can learn from them. So talk to us about that. Yeah, so, um, so I, let's see, well, um, the first uh, experience that pops into my head would be, you know, when there was a uh, obviously the last now we're, we're going through some some serious uh, you know issues right now um, but the last um, downturn of the um, economy 0809 till you know the, the till around the end of 2010 um, I was an independent you know leasing agent and property manager at the time. And I had to go out on my own because the company that I was working for was in some dire uh, uh, straits at the time, some, some hits, uh, as well as a lot of companies and a lot of people. And um, so, yeah, it was, you know, I, I guess I kind of had, had hoped that I was a little bit better prepared um, being out on my own, but it actually 
really, you know, uh, it, 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 it reinforced, um, I learned a lot from it because, um, I was able to, uh, sort of pivot and do some different things to stay busy and work. But I, and, and, and I'll never forget, there was a, uh, a couple, a company that called me that was actually still busy and, and had a lot of clients and needed help with relocation tours. And I never did a lot of relocation tours, but they, I was at the point, there, there wasn't a lot of people renting. I didn't have a lot of clients. I didn't prepare well for it, you know, and I, cause I was working for a company and I just kind of got on my own. And I remember that these guys had called me up and said, uh, Hey, we need your help. And, uh, we've got this contract and we want you to handle these relocation tours and we're going to pay you this. And, uh, you know, we're doing it because we think you're perfect for it, but we also, we like you. We've always liked your attitude and we always like how positive you were and how hard you worked. And, uh, so that, um, kind of, like I said, not, not being prepared and ready for that last financial crisis. Um, and then knowing that these guys, the way that I, that, that I, um, handled myself in the past, they remembered that and they called on me. It really helped me. So even now with all these issues that we're going through now, it, you know, knowing what I learned in the past, um, as soon as we started going through this, like I say, you know, a few months ago with the shelter and, you know, all this, um, I've tried to stay positive. Same thing, tried to work hard, tried to help others. Um, and, you know, it's funny, a, a, a similar, similar thing happened during this now current, you know, crisis where I got a phone call from somebody and he said, you know, I'm, I'm, I would love to partner with you more on it. And, you know, I, 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 I would, I could call a lot of different people, but I'm calling you because the interactions that we've had, although it wasn't even that many interactions, it's somebody that's in the same business, same industry as me. Um, even though we didn't have that many interactions, every time I interact with you, you were always friendly to me. And, you know, I remember one time where I saw you at, out at a, a property and you were just, yeah, you were just, you're really nice and you, you, you were smiling and you were respectful to me. And, and um, so it's just, you know, even in tough times, I don't know, I've just remember that, um, yeah, the, the, the things that I do today and, and how I, how you treat people um, are going to, will pay off for you in the future. So I always try and remember that. So no matter how uh, tough times are to try and stay positive and like I said, and be friendly to people and be nice to people because you never know at what some point down the road. I mean, this is the story that they, they recently that the guy told me, it was like literally seven or eight years ago when I saw him at a building. I, I, you know, I do remember it now, but I didn't, he brought it up and then I remembered it. But yeah, so it was, it was pretty, you know, it was nice to hear. So that's kind of how I've, you know, and, and like I said, and, and trying to, to definitely stay more um, uh, focused, like I said, on, on the day and, and making sure that I'm planning and, and, and preparing because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen uh, tomorrow or, or the, you know, in the future. So. So looking at you now and listening to you now, uh, I have the impression that uh, that being positive, uh, being friendly, being outgoing is just an intuitive part of who and what you are. Um, I'm wondering, is that true or is that something that you had to learn and to develop? Um, no, I, I, um, I think, um, I, I, you know, I think I learned a lot from 
you know, grown up and my parents, I mean, I already told you like they were a positive uh, people and, and, you know, they, they encouraged me and my brother to, you know, get out and, and be, um, you know, and interact with people, you know, they didn't, they wanted, they wanted us to, yeah, to, to, to be, to go out and, and, uh, and, and, and just be, be friendly and be good people. And um, so I, I think, yeah, you know, so, some of it was learned, some things they just, you just pick up over the years and other, and, and then certain times I've just thought that to myself that that's who I am. That's, you know, and, and I want to be myself and, you know, because I, I, I will say that, that if I've heard, you know, sometimes, or I, you know, I think about it sometimes that people might, say, you know, you have to be uh, like, you, you can't be too nice when it comes to business or work, you know, mm -hmm. you, you'll get people will walk all over you. Or if you're, you know, you're too nice, you get taken advantage of. I've heard that one too. Or if you're too nice, you're, you're going to be called a pushover. And I, maybe that'll happen. Maybe people say that, but I, I, I think I, I've been, I, I've, I've, had a great career so far. I'm in it. I'm continuing to have a great career uh, by being myself and yeah, being nice and friendly to people and respecting people. And I think you can do that and you can still be successful in business. You know, I, it's just not me. It's just not me to, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to change the way I am. And all of a sudden I'm just this, you know, person that's difficult to work with and, you know, and, and I don't know. And, you know, it's just like, and as a, a jerk to people, it's, it's not my nature. Not, not that I'm perfect, not that I haven't made mistakes and, you know, been in situations where I may be a little stressed out and I say something, say the wrong thing. But I think anyone would say if, if that happens, I'm probably the, the, the first person and I'm very quick to apologize and say, look, I made a mistake. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, I think some of it is learned. Some is just learned from a, when I'm younger. Some I, I've learned over, over the years. And then other times it's just that's just kind of knowing that's who I am and that's who, how I want to be. And, you know, and, and I think that's important. Yeah. The more authentic any of us are, I think the more attractive we are, whether we've got that uh, positive uh, outgoing personality that you have or whatever our personality is, if we're true to it, I think that's just, we're just more attractive as people that way. Um, we're coming to the uh, end of our time here, unfortunately, because I've enjoyed our conversation here today. Uh, I've got one last question that I ask all of my guests before I go to that. Uh, tell our viewers and listeners how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so uh, two different ways. So I, um, yeah, I, I'm in um, uh, residential leasing in San Francisco and also property management. Um, so residential leasing, leasing, mainly focusing on multifamily leasing in San Francisco. And I'm starting to do more now in the East Bay and the peninsula and multifamily sales. And, um, I work for compass commercial and you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram uh, is renting SF. So rent plural renting R E N T I N G S F for San Francisco. And you can follow me and send me a message there, or you can send me an email, which is dave at rentingsf.co, .co, not .com. Hmm. Okay. 
Why why is it dot co and not dot com? Dot dot com was taken. <laughs> it was so, taken. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so and, and and the people that I that have helped me with my insert, yeah, just uh I, I wanted to have renting SF. I didn't want to, you know, I, I was mm-hmm. a, I wasn't able to get renting S I, I'm changing my website to renting sf.co.co also. Right now it's renting sf online.com, but mm-hmm. I wanted just renting sf and only .co was available. So I just went with that. Well, it works. It works pretty good there. Yeah, thanks. Um, my last question is, uh, when you come to the end of this life's journey, uh, how do you want your epitaph to read? Um, let's see. No, that's a good, you know, definitely, like I said, and it's funny, I thought about this um, just recently. You know, especially with the with things that are going on right now um words are just words you can post things on social media and you know and that's it i mean what and what what good is that but actually if you want to make a difference you have to take action and i'm not going to get into some of the you know things that i've done but i have i've 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 volunteered and i've and i and i'm trying to, 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 you know, make a difference by taking action and creating opportunities for certain people and, and, and to, 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 you know, to, to really hopefully change their lives and then encourage them to change other people's lives by helping them. So that to me is, is probably something that I would, I I would love to, to, to be remembered as is somebody that, you know, like I said, uh, took action, helped create opportunities to change people's lives. Um, that, that to me is really powerful. And I've seen it also, you know, I've seen, I've seen, you know, when, when you meet with somebody or, or talk to somebody and say, um, you know, Hey, I, I want to do this for you, or I want, I want you to, to try this and, uh, and to see them like, you know, really, um, I don't know, just get excited. And, and, and like I said, and then I always, respond and then and tell and then for them to, to, to really say thank you so much and, and appreciate it and I say look the only thing I, I, I want for you to do is to help somebody else you know and and and, uh, and that I think w- creates change you know like I said I mean anyone can and, and I'm guilty of it too I guess sometimes you know anyone can just type up something or say something to someone or post something on social media but then you know if you don't do you know, take real action on it, um, I, I don't know. Nothing's going to change. Um, so that's probably the main thing uh, that I I would I would love for for people to to remember. Well, it is a powerful epitaph, and uh, it looks like a fitting epitaph. But mm-hmm. I hope it's not there for many many years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, David, it has been a real pleasure. Uh, having you on the show. It's been a pleasure learning about you uh, and uh, what a wonderful life you are living and making a difference in this world. Thanks for being on our show today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Creekside Chats with successful multifamily real estate investors brought to you by Steed Talker Capital. 
Steed Talker Capital works with both new and established investors nationwide, creating opportunities to flourish in all areas of life. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steed Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steed Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures great and small flourish abundantly. For resources to enhance your well-being through multifamily real estate investment, connect with us online at capital.steedtalker.com.